0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And we're back. We're back to our regular roles. I am still tired. You know, I think it actually was COVID, but I took ivermectin for four days, and I felt great. Great for about two seconds and now i'm just really tired (laughs) it's been a week but i am still completely drained but oh my word i am feeling so much better than i did so that's great and uh again i hope you all have extended your thanks to jake for hosting last week i know i have (laughs) so there's that jake we appreciate you um all right don't forget check out i think i think though everybody's
1: uh, glad that you're back
0: (laughs) i don't know about that I think they like us both equally, Jake. Let's go with that. Oh, okay. All All right. 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 (laughs) We're both equally good as hosts. Um, Check out our show website. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I'm going to say yes. Okay. (laughs) I was there last week, too. Don't forget. No,
1: I know. (laughs) Quietly sitting
0: in the shadows. (laughs) But I think you're biased. (laughs) Okay. Biased against myself is what you're
1: saying. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. All right. I guess one could say I'm biased the other way, too, but this is going to be too long of an introduction if we have to go back and forth.
0: It, it will be. It will be. So we're both equally good. How's that? Okay. I'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. There we go. Great. Uh, our show website is trdshow.net. Check it out today, trdshow.net. We just got banned on YouTube. Party emojis. <laughs> um <laughs> Not so sure it's worth celebrating, but it just probably means we're doing something right. Um, so,
1: you more I- More or less, what happened is, you know, two of our episodes were taken off of YouTube. Yep. And now we're no longer allowed to upload any more episodes Until onto December. YouTube.
0: Until December. Until December. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So we're
0: basically banned from YouTube, yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty insane. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. So don't follow us on YouTube. Follow us on places that don't censor us and actually like free speech like Rumble, Gab TV, Odyssey. There's so many other places to consume our content. YouTube does not have to be one of them, people. Don't (laughs) fall for it. Also, follow us on Gab. You can find all these links, by the way, on our show website, trdshow.net. trdshow at protonmail.com is the inbox. You can send your emails to questions all that kind of stuff. We really would love to hear from you. By the way, this is your last chance if you're listening to us or watching us to get your tickets for the Cross CrossPolitik event, the conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. You do not want to miss this. Go to flfnetwork.com Knoxville 2022. We would love to meet you in person Thursday through Saturday this week. I cannot wait. Are you excited, Jake? I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Super, super excited. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna be able to meet a lot of uh cool and up there people. Oh yeah.
0: yeah up there people. I yeah. like it. Doug up Wilson, there, Pastor Jared Longshore, Pastor Toby Sumter, Knox. I mean chocolate Knox. That's gonna be cool. Gabe wrench Um, who are some of the other people? There's some there's some just great people. So you do not want to miss this conference. It's gonna be great. Now uh, no, I sound like Trump, so We've done that for the year. <laughs> um, but all that being said, our episodes next week are going to look very different. So we will not be having our regular, regularly scheduled current events and literature next week. It's going to be... whoo, bumps my microphone. I'm so excited. All right. It's going to be excerpts from our interviews this week with, hopefully, Pastor Doug Wilson, Jared Longshore, all the people we just mentioned Hopefully, we'll actually get to interview them for the podcast and the show, and you will get to benefit and hear those interviews next week. So we can't wait. Hopefully, you can't wait. And we'll see you then. Kidding, it's not the end of the episode. All right. Today is current events. Monday. We have a lot to talk about. Basically, today is Norm Stream Day. Something happened with the Nord Stream pipeline. I think it was one and two, although we'll get into those details later, I am sure. There is so much to talk about. The implications of it are far-reaching, both politically, socioeconomically, and all the lees, all the ly things. So there's a lot happening. But before we get into all that, we have to talk about our verse of the week. We got a brand new verse this week, and it is Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. And it says... Let the one who is taught the word share all good things from the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And again, that's Galatians chapter 6 verses 6 through 8. There's a lot there. This verse is talking about so many things if you think about the deeper implications and meanings of it. Um, This weekend, on Friday, if you aren't at the conference, you'll catch our Friday episode where we talk about why Christian education is so vital. We have a special guest joining us, um, Nick Charlton. And actually, we've already recorded that episode. And trust me, it's a doozy. You do not want to miss that. When he broke down this episode, he talked about some really fascinating things. And so I'll just verse. highlight, yeah, verse. Thank you, Jacob. He broke down this verse, these verses. So I'll just highlight one or two things that he mentioned from that. One of the biggest things was this is talking about the tithe. You know, at the beginning, let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. This is talking specifically about congregate members tithing to the pastor and the teaching elders who are teaching the word. So uh, elsewhere, I think it's in Colossians, Paul talks about, you know, let him who preaches the gospel live by the gospel. You know, that's his vocation. He spends all his time doing that. We're also commanded to tithe to the church from scripture. That's something that we um, should be doing if we want our churches to succeed and do well and give Uh, quality contributions to society. So we need to take our tithing very seriously. And I think a big part of this is the next part. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Your money is like little seedlings, right? We plant with our money and what grows, if we plant it correctly, will be the kingdom of God. Our tithe is vitally important. If we're not tithing to the church, we're not sowing our money and giving it to the church, and we're not using our money wisely, then we're going to reap destruction. And I believe that's why we're reaping destruction and condemnation and judgment on our nation today, which we're going to be talking a lot more about in the current events. Tithing is important. Obviously, this verse and these verses have very spiritual implications for seeking for your sanctification and for all of that. But we didn't really draw on those uh, applications today just because um, they're a little more widely known than the tithing aspect. But hopefully on Wednesday, Jacob will be able to pull more of those um, implications towards your personal sanctification and cultural sanctification as well. So... Yep. All right, let's move into current events. And it's Monday, so of course we're wearing ties. Ha ha ha, fancy. Uh, so, what's a Tie Monday. Woo-hoo, so fun. Uh, so I will pass it over to Jake to talk about our first couple current event articles today. Take it away, Jake. Alrighty, and like Bruce
1: said before, our... Uh Our whole discussion today is basically on what happened with the Nord Stream pipeline. And just as an overview as to what happened, let me me first go over this article. This article is talking about what happened, but it's talking about as if you already understand what happened. But I'm going to first bring up this article... And then give you a little bit more of a rundown as to act- what actually happened and the facts of the case, basically. Oh, great. Um, but this article says, the the UN says, Nord Stream Pipeline ruptured uh, largest single release of methane recorded. Wow. Uh, now, for those who don't know what this is, what the Nord Stream Pipeline is, the Nord Stream Pipeline is kind of broke it up into two uh, pipelines called Nord-, Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. Yes, I know, very so creative original. names. original. Uh, but both of these were harmed, and I kind of want to be vague with that because there are multiple speculations as to what actually happened to the pipeline. But now, the reason these are important, these two pipelines are important, is because they go back and forth from Russia, which is um, a, a very large country, a very well, yes, Camilla yeah, Harris, as exactly as Camilla <laughs> Harris points out, and Ukraine is a small country. <laughs> right. um, but um, Professor Camilla, thank you, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just love these definitions of what uh, continents are. Yeah, right. Just love it. <laughs> but um, Russia is a very large importer of fuel. Mm -hmm. And it's basically going back and forth between Germany and Russia, these two pipelines.
0: Russia is an
1: importer or an exporter? Sorry, an exporter. Oh, okay. Exporter. Um, I do believe they have a very large amount of exportation there. Uh, Now, whether they get... I think a lot of it comes from Russia specifically, yes. Uh, Because I know that from this... Germany is facing a lot of problems, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but the article begins to tout, tout, tout its agenda uh, by saying, oh no, it's destroying, it's destroying the earth by putting all this methane into the, into, the, uh, into the air. It goes into all of that. So when you read this article, understand it's from a liberal environmentalist wacko position. But um, I still think there's useful information in this to us, uh, because the article goes on to say, uh, Reuters reported that researchers estimated that the leak rate from, from one of the four breaches, so apparently there's four different breaches, from the four breaches was 22,920 kilograms per hour. Wow. In continuing on with the quote, about equal to burning 630, sorry, 630,000 pounds of coal every hour. Wow. And that's just from one of the four breaches. Wow. There were four different breaches, and each one was pumping out 630,000 pounds of coal. Goodness. Uh, basically. So, you know... That's a problem, and that's not a small, small problem either. That that's a big problem. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but and I want to point out that it's not for the reason that the left or the rest of the world, you know, would like to claim. But I I I think there's two different problems with this, and the first of all is that yes, we are to be stewards of the earth. So all of that methane is probably not the best of ideas going out into, uh, the air like that. It's not necessarily going to kill the earth like all of the, all the other people want to claim, but I don't think it's a good idea either. So really, like the implication of that, yeah, we should work to quickly fix that problem, fix those leaks. But second, think of all that useful fuel that's now all just going to waste. You know, it is kind of inefficient. Which means all those people who need it, right, all those people who in Europe, so these pipelines, I I guess I didn't specify earlier, that these pipelines are going into Europe, right, going into Germany, and from Germany it's going into the rest of uh, Europe. So this is causing a real problem for Europe in trying to uh, warm their houses up for the winter so this is this is like scary for a lot of people in europe whether or not they're going to have heat this wow. winter wow
0: that's
1: crazy. um so from all those for just just those two reasons i think we can all agree that this is not a happy outcome uh, but there are and to which i want to move on to so how did this happen there are several you, speculations. You putting your
0: tinfoil hat on, Jake. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: not necessarily. I, I, I go from being very just like normal. To then, yeah, I'll, my last one is tinfoil <laughs> hatish, which actually, you no, know, what you bring up is a little more tinfoil hat than when I go into. You know um, it. You know it. Yeah. But um, there are several speculations as to what caused this leak. Which I mentioned before, right? I caused that there. Were, I said before that there are multiple different speculations, and some thoughts, right? Is that first of all, on a very basic and kind of almost innocent and benign, is it was caused by an earthquake? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, it was caused by an earthquake. We all, all right. totally believe and, that. And to which it's like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's just let's just fix the problem. Then we don't need to worry about it. And this is why they bring this up. This is why they say yeah it was caused by an earthquake, is to just get people off anybody's back and just so no one blames each other. They
0: could also blame climate change. You know, push their religion a little bit too while they're at it. Sure.
1: Sure. But this leads into my next uh, article, which the headline states: Nord Stream pipeline. Blasts were likely from explosions, not earthquakes, seismologist says. So, as the article says, that the argument that this is from an earthquake is less likely, and the blasts on the pipeline seem to be more like explosions than earthquake damage. So, there might be a little bit of foul play in this. Oh, great. Um, The article uh, directly says, and I quote, Bjorn Lund, director of Swedish National Seismic Network, said he and his colleagues gathered seismic data showing that explosions took place in the water and not in the rock under the seabed. So he, he does, end quote, sorry. He does also go on to say that the the Earth, the seismic action in the Earth was not affected until after the explosions took place, until after the blast took place. So not only is it that the blasts on the pipeline and the damage on the pipeline looked like explosions, but it's also that it couldn't have been an, an earthquake because there was no reaction in the seismic action of the Earth before the blast took place. So the blast took place before there was any action oh. in, in the tectonic plates. Yeah, basically. That's suspicious. Exactly. Highly suspicious. And the article goes on, and here's the second speculation. The article goes on to, see, to say that the event seems more like sabotage amid the Russia versus world conflict. Huh. And I say the Russia versus world because at first the article wanted to say it was Russia versus Europe or Russia versus Ukraine, but I'm more or less saying it's Russia versus world because not only is Russia trying to contend with Ukraine, and I am not I'm I'm hearing some of the things that I'm saying. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands I am not on the side of Russia and I am not on the side of Ukraine. I'm not on either side right now because I don't I think I don't think we should take part in either of the two uh, conflicts going on. But this is more of a Russia versus world conflict because every single nation is giving money to Ukraine for this. Now, it may not be a large sum of money. But a large majority of nations are starting giving, are giving money to Ukraine over Russia. I Not mean, a lot of people... You've got
0: you to signal that virtue somehow.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but there have
1: been multiple speculations to say that Russia sabotaged their own pipeline to send Europe a message to stop funding Ukraine. So, what? Well... I do think this one makes a tiny bit of sense. It makes just a speck of sense. Um, To where someone would say, oh, I get that. But, however, there is more to this, I feel. Um, And I think Bruce will go over this last point that I think covers a little bit more uh, into our overall point. But I I just want to bring up real quick that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Russia to sabotage their own pipeline this is their own pipeline that they spent money to build and now they're just going to blow it up that doesn't make much sense yeah and and someone might say well they wanted to send a signal to europe well but now russia is now going to have to pay for repairs on that yeah i don't i don't think it was russia to which i Hand it over to Bruce to give the last and probably most likely.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's It's well, yeah. great because it's the most sad. So, you know, there's that. <coughs> Thank you, Jake. And the most tinfoil haddish. It is the most tinfoil haddish. Um. So sort of, actually, we have a lot of decent evidence for it. But anywho,
1: um. Well, it doesn't matter how much evidence you have as long as it seems weird according, according true. to the
0: current culture. It's conspiracy theory just because yeah. they don't want it to be real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know that I want this to be real either, but it probably is. So, a headline is, Biden regime threatened to sabotage and destroy Nord Stream 2 pipeline months before explosions. So, Biden, in a video interview... Back in February, is quoted as saying, "Let <clears throat> me put on my tired old man voice. If Russia invades, then there will no longer uh be a Nord Stream two. We will bring an end to it. Um. And then when the interviewer asked how that would be possible, since it's ger- German owned, I don't,
1: I don't think, I don't think you added enough uh, mumbling in there.
0: It's true. I was way too cognizant. Whoopsies." Yeah. Sound a little bit more tired and a little bit more yeah. like you're gonna fall off your chair, <laughs> and like you're forgetting every second what they told you to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> and pull up, pull up a cue card and just kind of stare <laughs> at it for a second. Just kind of like, what? "Yo, Nancy, what are they saying here? <laughs> <laughs> what they I supposed what do they want to, me say me again? to say now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't tell me to say that. Oopsies." <laughs> Uh, let me go look for dead. Which people.
1: I just want to say, this whole scenario seems like it was a situation that he wasn't supposed to say this. I know. Like they gave him, they gave him the wrong cue card <laughs> they, for this one.
0: They were like, "Okay, say all these things. Don't say this." And that's what he ran with. <laughs> and, and what he,
1: what he took from that is, say this, say, say nothing else
0: as much as possible, and then yeah. double down because this is his next. His next statement was, <laughs> "I promise you." We'll be able to do that. That's his statement. Um, Reports have yet to confirm whether the U.S. was actually involved in bombing the pipeline or not. But there's a lesson in all of this. Imagine, if you will, and it's not so hard to imagine at this point, when we are mutilating children's bodies, saying that uh, Mm. pedophilia is okay. We are all down with the LGBTQ movement. destroying God's creation in so many different ways, destroying the image of God in man. It's not too much of a stretch to imagine that America could be responsible for blowing up this pipeline, this civilian pipeline. We are not supposed to be the world police. That is not any country's job if it's being run biblically. I don't care what excuses and justifications you make. There's a reason why we're told in Scripture to have a defensive military only. We aren't supposed to be going around the world trying to keep the peace. Like, what's going on out there is our job at all. Um, If our taxes were within their biblical limits, they were less than 10%, like they're supposed to be, this wouldn't be a problem because it would be physically impossible for us to have a military large enough to be or offensive. Think about it. If our taxes were less than 10%, there would be no way for the civil government to do more than it is told to do biblically. And what is it told to be? It's told to be the justice division of society. And that requires certain resources. I'm not denying that because up to 10% they are allowed to tax that's perfectly biblical taxation is not wrong in and of itself going over 10% that's how you know you're in judgment that's wrong for the civil government to do that so but they are meant to be the justice division of society and a limited power of defense because the we are told of Romans 13 right they are to defend the righteous we see stipulations for militaries laid out all throughout Deuteronomy and Exodus as well. And Philip Kayser at biblicalblueprints.com does a great job of laying out what those are. If you're interested, we've talked about it in previous episodes multiple times. But think about it. This, if they really did do this, this is not something they would, A, be able to do, and B, should be doing. One of the scariest parts of this whole scenario is that we have to consider whether the U.S. right now is the bad guy. Like, since our founding, the U.S. has largely been the moral world power who started by having God on her side. That's kind of been our mantra from the beginning. In God we trust is on our coins. We were founded as a nation seeking to free ourselves from tyranny and have basic human rights given to us by God. Inalienable from the human being. But we've given up on our moral foundations. We have failed. Generations past, this all started, A, with government schools, B, with a whole generation thinking that it was our great principles, our great documents, our wonderful flags, our great songs about Patriotism and those kinds of ideas. It started with thinking that that's what we needed to preserve and conserve. We call ourselves conservatives because we conserve things, we conserve our history. That is insanity. What we should have been conserving this entire time was a love for God and His Word. That's what you conserve. That's what you preserve. And that's where true freedom. Comes from. That's where our true moral foundation comes from, not from our precious constitution, not from our precious flags or ideals or patriotism or any of that garbage. All of that is a result of the word of God and our love for that. Is our nation capable of making moral decisions effectively, like blowing up a pipeline that people rely on to live? Given all the other signs of judgment we've seen in our once great nation, I would say no. We are no longer capable on a civil governmental level or many other levels for that matter of making moral decisions correctly. There is hope though. There's always hope. We bring this up all the time. There's, there's always hope. We can return to a point where we as a people are capable of correctly making moral decisions. We can do this, but the only way back there is through social confessionalism. You know, we went through uh, Raymond Simmons' book, The Confessional County, several months back. That's what we were talking about, social confessionalism. Our nation's people must return to the Bible as their ultimate source of truth, or we will continue to our ultimate demise. This, this great experiment we call America will be a blip on the historical radar. Unless people turn back to God. And we're going to be discussing this a lot more on our episode. You'll notice that this week we have our a new book up, Christian Nationalism by Andrew Torba. Yeah, Jake's got his right there. There it is. Um, and we're talking about Christian nationalism. This goes right into this conversation. You know, mm. Christian nationalism is not just a tagline. It's not just the idea that. Um, and it's not at all Christians. the Christians. Idea-
1: It's not the idea that Christians will be the rulers of the world.
0: Right. Or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We should just vote for a good Christian person who Mm -hmm. just says they're a Christian and believes the Bible. And then everything will be great. That's not Christian nationalism. Um, At least not the way we define it or the way Andrew Torba defines it. Christian nationalism means every area of life being brought in submission to Jesus Christ. It means every Christian and everyone in the society living out a biblical worldview, like they did in the early days of America. You know, we've talked about passages before, like, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And then we try and um, reconcile that with the idea of, well, there's limited atonement. There are the elect. Not everyone is saved, right? Right. Not all, not all Israel is Israel, to put it a different way. Um, what, so how do, you, how do you reconcile the two? People can confess with their mouths, but not actually be saved. Look at early America. The early days of America, everyone basically confessed that God existed, that the Bible was a good book. And they all consented to living under that worldview. And I believe we'll get there again, but I also believe that until we do, things like this will keep happening. Whether America did this or some other country, America is still heading for the dump because of what we are doing on a societal level. And if another country did this, then we should be praying for that other country too, because they're going to the same place we are. All countries should be made disciples of Jesus Christ, and we'll be talking a lot more on that on wednesday so stay tuned jake anything you'd like to add before we wrap up
1: yeah um this seems like a very pessimistic view of the future right it we have this when we keep bringing these up all these bad situations and and we say that they're going to keep happening I think we want to focus on is that there's a fix for it and we need to focus on the fix for it. We can't just be pessimistic about the future and say, "Well, this just means God is coming back." Yep. No, we have to start doing something. This we, we spur into action. We cannot ignore um the great commission. Yeah. We cannot ignore go therefore.
0: Yeah. And like we've said on the show and we're going to be talking a lot more about this on our Friday episode with Christian Education one of the best ways to disciple nations is to train up our children and the mm-hmm. nurture and admonition of the Lord yeah. to not it give starts, them to the government. It, starts,
1: it doesn't start from the government down. Yep. It starts from the, it from starts the individual. It starts with the building
0: up. blocks of society, which are families, individual families are the building blocks of society. That's where this starts. Yeah. Yeah. Really good point, Jake. Um, And thanks for laying out all the facts of this situation too. And then I just completely philosophized it. There we go. <laughs> Had a Bidenism. Um, yeah, appreciate it. That was really good to walk through. So, Well, if you have any questions about what we just discussed, any concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations still left inside of you, then we would love to hear those as well send them to our inbox at trdshow at or you can go right to our show website trdshow.net scroll to the bottom of the homepage and send us a message that way also you'll want to check out our website and check it out very soon because eventually it's going to be a place that you can get our content from Woo! it's gonna be so exciting one of these days we'll get this new set of features launched and you mm. will actually be able to access our content From our website, instead of having to go to to YouTube. Yes, I know.
1: know. But you can't go to YouTube until (laughs) December, so right, exactly. Well, and I mean, is there is there a talk about whether or not even after
0: December we're going to continue with YouTube? We have yet to discuss that, so we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get some emails one way or the other. That would be nice. Let us know if you want us to continue with YouTube. Yeah, yeah. This is the end of YouTube. Exactly. It might be the end of YouTube. I would not mind that at all. Well, again, thank you all so, so much for watching. And uh, you'll definitely want to check out our Wednesday episode when it comes out. Check us out on Gab, gab.com slash show. Grab your copy of Christian Nationalism by Andrew Torba. And uh, again, thanks so much. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.